OTB. Probably days we were questioning maybe whether this would ever happen first. So now I know, as I said, it's special and it'll be all undone. Is the only thing if you don't get over the line next week. So um, everything knows is riding on that one. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. It's so unexpected. It's one of those you had to be there moments. You had to be there. It subsequently genuinely did change everything about my life. You had to be there. Yes, indeed. It is the latest episode of You Had to Be There, where we have uh, a different person from the world of sport ordinarily to talk about five of the sporting moments they witnessed in person and uh, that stuck with them, the performances that, that stood out on those days. Tommy Welch, Kilkenny legend, good morning to you. How are things? Yeah, good morning, Shane. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Tommy. Tommy, your, your list is, uh, has, has got me excited here. There's, there's a few absolute belters in here. Um, We'll get straight into it. So you're, you're kicking off your You Had to Be There segment with uh, PJ Ryan's performance uh, in the 2009 All-Ireland Final, of course, Kenny beating Tip. This was a, a man-of-the-match performance from PJ. It was, Shane. And um, I suppose thinking back on picking, trying to pick five and the amount of games, uh, I'd say probably going to games and training sessions and playing for the last 30 years, probably over 3,000 games and training sessions, so the pick five was going to be exciting. <laughs> so I tried to break them all down, I suppose, to a more narrow, I suppose. Um, and PJ Ryan, I went with the county side first. So it was PJ Ryan and DJ Carey. Now, DJ Carey was the 1997 All-Ireland quarter final, just quickly. And um, Kenny were getting beaten by nine points at half time. And this was when scoring, it wasn't at the heights it is now, 29 points, 30 points. Ordinarily, it was probably 10, 15 points were scored in them days. And they came back and DJ scored 2-8. And he was just incredible to beat Galway below in Turles. So it was between him and PJ Ryan, but I went with PJ. 2009 All-Ireland Final. I suppose the quality of the opposition was just top class. You had Lark Harvitt, you had Shamie Callanan, you had Owen Kelly. So like who he had to take on to man the match in that final was just incredible. And I often say and thank him when I see him. For the All-Ireland medal, I said, thank you, PJ. That tour's night, All-Ireland medal is your, is your medal. And um, no, it was a, an unbelievable performance, you know. And I suppose it was a great lesson for all young fellas as well. He had to wait and wait. And um, it was later on in his career when he, you know, made his debut. Um, like, he had to wait for James McGarry, who was, you know, a top-class goalie for Kenny for probably 10 years. And he waited and waited and waited. And, you know, his, his persistence paid off because... You know, in American sports, Shane talked about clutch. Like, this was clutch for PJ because he lives right in the Tipperary border. Mm. You know, the right in Tipperary, you have to rewind back. We hadn't beaten them previous to that in an All-Ireland final. We played them in 1991. It was my first All-Ireland to go to. Ended in sheer disappointment. You know, Michael Cleary was probably the star of that Tipperary team. Declan, or not Declan Ryan, but the Bonners and, you know, Bobby Ryan. So... I think it was 1967 when we beat him in an honour and final last. And here was 2009, like the, the, I suppose the tension, the build-up, the pressure around the borders. I live in the border as well. It was unbelievable. You're meeting lads down the graveyard. And um, <laughs> yeah, his, the saves, like you have to say Tipperary hurled brilliant on that day. Only for, I suppose, PJ, you know, it was just top class. It's funny because, as you say, like um, PJ's a Fenian club man, so right there on the border with Tipperary. And uh, like... I think I was reading him speaking about about the game afterwards where he said even as a kid growing up as a Kilkenny youngster you'd be in your dreams running around even in, in, in your back garden 
and you, always when you imagine scoring that winning point in an All Ireland final, or, or in PJ's case, making a, an All Ireland winning save, it's it's against Tipperary in your in your in your dreams, you know. And, and yet, 2000, before two thousand nine, there hadn't been a final between the two of you, as you said, for for so long. So it must have made it all the more special. Oh, it was incredible because like Tipperary had the upper hand on us. Like had that great Tipperary team in the sixties, and all Hell's Kitchen and John Dial and you know Jimmy Dial. They were just an outstanding team, that Tipperary team of the 60s, you know, and I suppose they went away for a bit then, you know, during probably the 70s and 80s, so it was only the 80s, 80s Tipperary came back, and then the rivalry, I suppose, you know, was, was, was it resurfaced in 91, they beat us again after so long, you know, and we were on top for, for, for a couple of years, you know, and to play in 2009, like I remember in the, in the, in the I was good friends with PJ, I remember in the, the Crown Plaza before the game, we used to go to Crown Plaza, and, um, this could be probably around 11 o'clock today of an All-Ireland final, All-Ireland final half three. And the two of us, everyone went out for a few pucks and we were the last kind of the table. And we couldn't even drink our soup. Like That was the te- tension that was there. That was the pressure. That was the nerves. But like, they're good. Like all sports people will tell you, like you're probably at your best when you're at, when you're, when you're at your most nervous because you're just focused. It's so singular. You're so focused on that moment in time, the next ball, you're not thinking about the cup, you're not thinking about the celebrations, you're not thinking about winning or losing, you're just thinking about that moment in time when you have to win the ball and, you know, myself and Paige are just sitting looking at each other, barely able to talk and we kind of laughed at about it as well and uh, for him to go on then and do what he he done then was just incredible and I was so happy for him, like, you know, because he put so much into it. And what was he like, I suppose, uh, as a person, Tommy? He always came across quite understated as a player. Yeah, no, he was a great character. PJ was great for the one-liners and, you know, you'd always be trying to be beside him on nights out because you'd have great fun. Like, I went over to Celtic, great momentum, two, trip, two, two trips over to see Celtic play uh, over in Glasgow and Celtic Park and just great character. Um, as you said, he is quite probably in a group, Ashling, mm. but um, no more than all the other Johnston lads, you know, great fun when, when he gets going. Uh, your next pick, Tommy, is a, is, a, is a fairly famous one, and I'm sure this was a difficult one for you to, to remember and recall, but Lark Corbett's performance for, for Tipperary in the 2010 All-Ireland Final, of course, the three goals uh, in that game, September 5th, 2010, Tip 417, Kilkenny 118 in that All-Ireland Final, um, uh, ruining Kilkenny's five-in-a-row dreams. Um, fair play to you, Tommy, you're, you're a bigger man than me, <laughs> uh, being able to re- recall this and talk about it. <laughs> Well, I hear, see, hear Michael Verney before in, in the intro saying, uh, you know, as a, you have to be there, like, but I wish I wasn't there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ah, listen, Lark Harbin, and you know, like, you know, the 2012, you know, the in- between myself and himself in the other in semi-final, like, that's all, often, you know, a reference. And, um, you know, it's, I'd be a bit uneasy about it because... Like, Lark Harbour should be remembered about all the unbelievable performance he put in, especially in Crow Park. So it was a 9 dollars final. He was outstanding as well, even though, you know, we won that day. But Lark was brilliant that day as well. 2010 final then, I suppose. We were going for the five in a row, as you said, Shane. The hottest of favourites. 10,000 people at our training sessions. You know, Kerry had, the great Kerry Golden Years team had went for the Bomber. And, you know, uh, you know, um, I suppose Jack O'Shea, Pat Spillan. Mikey Sheehy, Johnny, and like all the legendary players, you know, and we were the next team to, to become the team that could, you know, to win it, you know, if that Kerry, the great Kerry team couldn't do it, that we were going to do it, and we couldn't, you know, and Larry Carver, I was just outstanding, you know, and 
I suppose tactics change, Shane, as well. We were used to playing in our position zone defending and um, that finally it just didn't work. He, he wasn't marking one man and we were a brilliant team. Like Again, when PJ Ryan, you know, I gave him the lot in the last one because the quality of the opposition were so good. Well, the same with Lara, like like he came up against brilliant defenders. He had Noel Hickey, he had JJ, he had Michael Kavanagh, Jackie Terrell, you know, John Tennyson. Like he was coming up against the, the cream of the crop and still produced three goals in all Ireland final. Like I'd say probably the last person to do it, I think, was Tommy O'Connell from Clare back in the or from Kilkenny against back in the fifties against Watford. So, you know, an achievement that was just, you know, surpassed anything probably that had had gone on in previous years and every one of his goals was was he had to use a different skill to do it. And uh, no, fair play to him. You know, he was an outstanding, outstanding player and, you know, a gentleman off the field. And, you know, as Michael Verney said, you, you really did have to be there to see that. It, it, you know, I'd say as a neutral, it must have been great to watch. Mad, like, because Corbett started at 11 in that game, didn't he? And eventually moves to the edge of the square. And as you say, someone of the stature of, of Noel Hickey, um, you know, to outperform him is is quite the achievement. So it probably puts the performance in a bit of context as well, Tommy. Yeah, it, it does, Shane. And it wasn't just say he he was roaming everywhere that day. Like, yeah. so it wasn't just in the forward and full forward. He was on all of us. I'd say different stages. <laughs> Got a you know probably a goal off probably three different fellas. And um, you know, I know McGrath gave, gave him a great pass for the second one. Shane McGrath gave long ball for the first one. And um, you know, like in. When I was looking at it, like just to put it into perspective, like the one performance that had up against it was Brian Whelan's performance in, in the 1998 All Ireland final. Um, Brian Whelan, by all accounts, he was man to match in five All Ireland finals, would you believe, Shane? And uh, an incredible statistic, you know. And in that final, he had the flu coming up to Brian Whelan. And um, Brian Whelan, or Brian McAvoy, Tots McAvoy was kind of, you know, giving him a roast in the, in the first 20 minutes. Brian Whelan was wing back, uh, and Brian McAvoy was wing forward. So they had to put him up in the forwards because he had a flu. He was so good, they didn't want to take him off. He ended up at 1 6, 1 3 from play. <laughs> and, you know, obviously it was a big shock at the time to Kenny were raging half favourites that absolutely, you know, trounced him in the Leinster final. But um, so that's what this Lark Harbour performance was up against. And didn't just pick this one up out of the air like a tall long and hard about it and um, yeah just, just he was brilliant that day Lar. I'm trying to think back to the goals but I think it was the second one Tommy where there's maybe like five or six defenders chasing how he didn't get hooked or blocked I don't know he still managed to get the ball away and into the back of the net <laughs> you did we even trying to hurl that match then. yes yes you did <laughs> <laughs> you were afraid to say it I would say that was, that was the first goal I think was yeah, it? Yeah, that was the one the second half, the second one. The first one was a long ball he caught. Oh, he caught, yeah, uh, his uh, hands, yeah. yeah. Second one, Noel McGrath gave him a lovely pass, but this was Damon O'Shea kind of, you know, it was his kind of coaching that year. Like, before that final, you go back to the teams of the 80s, the 90s, the 1000s, it was all about winning your own ball. It was all about being the bigger man, uh, man v man. Towards Damon O'Shea brought into this, why do we have to all, you know, think the same way? probably looking at other sports. Let's bring movement into it. So back in the day, like moving was, are you afraid of your man? Stand beside him, you know. That was the, you know, the old school way of thinking about hurling that. It was all about being tough and that. But he brought a different way of thinking, a different mentality. So that's a brave team was moving all the time. They were never standing beside you. So Lar, he probably no one's seen him. The ball came into Noel McGrath. He won it. 
So they were probably all chasing Don McGrath, but Lar off he went. And um, he got the pass and, and put it in the back of the net. And they learned massively, listened to their interviews um, after 2010. They learned massively from 2009 as well, Ashley, in that they all went in 2009 to PJ Ryan's good side, which was saving over to the, you know, to his, say, to PJ Ryan's left, to, to, as you're looking at PJ Ryan to his right. But in the 2010 final, they all went the other side. So he had to swing back his hurl to try and save, which should take an extra probably half a second or a second. So I'd say a huge thought went into that 2010 final. Um, geez, I hadn't even realised Brian Whelan was, was man of the match in five All-Irelands. Uh, a big game player, you'd almost say he's the, maybe the parchy song of hurling, but um, we'll not get into that conversation. <laughs> we'll park that one there. We'll move on. Tommy, you're a man after my own heart with the next one. Uh, you, you've thrown a snooker one in there, which I'm absolutely delighted with. So Ken Doherty... <laughs> Opening your local snooker hall. Let's uh, let's spend an hour on this one, shall we? <laughs> Shane is buzzing here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would rather if the man himself was here and uh, was able to give uh, his recollection because I was kind of going down Shane. I knew Shane. I knew you know Ken Darty, world champion, has all the awards and all the achievements that that he has done for the last twenty or thirty years, but didn't know, I suppose, a whole lot deeper about the man or about the sport and. Um, so we went down anyway. We we're back opening up our local hall there last last year, about four or five months ago, and uh, they were opening up opening up the the snooker hall or, or the billiard hall, and um, they brought down Ken Doherty, which is a major coup for for the parish. So we all turned up to see him and to supposed to so, to support the hall, and um, wasn't really expecting anything other than you know seeing lad put a few shots, but the stories. That he, you know, he was absolutely outstanding. Just real old school Dublin, you know the old school Dublin stories. And um, <laughs> we were laughing for t- for two hours. And um, about the performance itself, then like I was kind of there, and they just asked me, would I, just on the night I wasn't expecting to play, and uh, they just asked me, to, would I play him in, in kind of an exhibition? And I was a bit embarrassed to be honest about it because you know I played probably snooker once or twice in in my lifetime. Played a bit of pool, alright, but and. Um, so I was getting up a bit hesitant and kind of didn't really want to play. And I just, because I'd rather maybe someone that was like you, Shane, maybe loved the game, got their chance to play against Ken. But listen, I got up anyway. And I just kind of half put in a throwaway comment. I said, listen, I'll take nine or ten shots and someone else can step in then, you know. <laughs> and um, Ken let me break anyway. And so I had my cool head on anyway. So I just absolutely smashed him. Which you know? <laughs> 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 is not the thing, the thing to do when you're playing Ken Doherty and Snooker. So with that, he popped every single ball. So I didn't get one more shot. <laughs> At least you can you can say that you played against a World Snooker champion, which is impressive enough in itself, Tommy. I, am I right in saying, I'm after a quick Google there, am I right in saying your birthday is the 5th of May, Tommy? No, Google is wrong, 27th. 27th, I was going to say, because Wikipedia has done... I, I, I was getting excited there because it said your birthday was the 5th of May and literally Ken Doherty won the world title on the 5th of May so that would have been your 14th birthday but uh, yeah, I think it was you on the 5th of May it was, it was all, it was all <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. you probably remember Ken winning the winning the, uh, the World Snooker title and you were, you were approaching 14 yeah absolutely yeah and like that time I suppose you know you had Steve Davis Steve Henry Steve Henry was the king around that time when I was watching you know snooker it's like Wimbledon like the tennis you kind of watch it when the the darks, you watch them in the world's run, you don't watch it for 12 months a year. <laughs> and yeah, we were so proud of him that time. Like, you know, for, for an Irish lad to become world champion was incredible, you know. And, um, you know, we were probably sad at the time too with Jimmy White, you know, them years losing all them finals as well. There was, was so much stories and so much character to the sport. 
But uh, definitely, you know, with Stephen Henry, so 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 good and so powerful. Probably like Limerick at the moment in the senior hurling or you know Dublin, where a few few years ago in the football, so dominant. And to to see Ken win that in '97 was you know a proud moment for all his Irish. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, really, really impressive achievement, and one that probably gets forgotten about maybe in the in the grand scheme of things in history that we had a world champion and. In a sport that that uh, at that t- at that time was huge, you're, as you mentioned, uh, Tommy, you're coming off the back of the eighties and the Black Ball final eighty five and Taylor and Davis and eighteen and a half million people watching. So it's not that long after that. I know twelve years on when when uh, Ken wins the world title in eighty seven. But uh, yeah, by all accounts, a lovely guy. We had Ronan McGarrah on uh, recently. He was talking about his love of darts and uh, watching the Ali Pally, and he's uh, he's made a call out to try and get a an OTB bus to go over to Ali Pali now in December for a bit of a road show I don't know if you've ever been to the Crucible Tommy you've been over a couple of times myself but maybe maybe in May we could get uh, myself and yourself and a few others on board in a bus and, and cover the snooker <laughs> as well yeah give me a shout maybe up for that <laughs> I know it's right in the middle of the championship but sure look you can miss one game for a bit of snooker uh, <laughs> there's no risk um, Tommy your next pick on uh, you had to be there the fourth pick the penultimate pick is uh, Owen Larkin's performance in the 2011 county final talk us through this one yeah, and this was probably one of the, t- the toughest and uh, probably produced um, the best choice, really. Um, like, I was going back, this I was looking at the club scene, you know, as I said, probably, you know, 3,000 games and training sessions, big outperformance, there were so many of them. Like, thinking of the local club guys, like Johnny Butler from over the road and Ballycallan, our near neighbours, when I was watching Hurling, he was giving performances from corner back that were just out of this world, like Paul Murphy did for Kilkenny, for, for so many years, like Sean Finn is doing for Limerick. But jo- uh, Johnny Butler was just incredible, and you could have probably picked many of his performances. There's John Marnell, another local club in St. Town, the Borough, full-back. He, this guy was an inspirational figure, Shane, like uh, Brian Lohan. So mm. when he did that and the whole crowd and the whole team, it probably was like a goal or it was like a pint. <laughs> um, Lester Ryan, we often spoke about Lester, of what a great leader and captain he was and influenced probably on me in my later years. Well, his brother, Liam, was one of the best club hurlers I've ever seen. Like, he always produces four, five, six points from Clara and is still doing it. Not sure what age he is now, 33 or 34, I'd say, and he's still doing it year after year. But the greatest performance that I have seen, and probably in any great inter-county club or any sport even, and that's to take in the Pelés, the Ronaldo's, the Messi's, was Larkin's performance in that 0-11 county final. Um, to give you a bit of background behind it, Shamrock's, I'd say Ballyhill Shamrocks would have been probably hot favourites at the time. They had all the stars, the Chad, the Henrys, McFinley, you know, Eamon Welsh, uh, Joey Holden, I'd say, was young probably back that time, probably out in the wing. And um, they were just, you know, Colin Fenley and the village were, you know, a big town team. Town teams will always have a chance, but Ballyhill hot favourites and the village were winning the, 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 the drawn game. And I think Ballyhill got a late score to uh, draw it and looked like James Stevens had blown their chance. Uh, replay came then, and um, Jackie and Colin Finley, you know, they, they, they went off basically, you know, after I'd say probably four, 20 minutes to go, maybe, or, or that. And it looked like Jackie was inspirational at that time. Like he, he, he was just incredible for the village, like no one could go, come near him. And when he went off, it was like, listen, that's their chance gone now. Uh, Bally Hale will, will tip on. And upstepped on Larkin Shane and just, you know, he scored one eleven that day, probably one three or one four from play. But that probably doesn't do him justice. He you kinda as Vernie says, it's just about you had to be there just to soak it up, 
to embrace it, to appreciate it. Just every ball he won, he won a free. Every ball he won, he made a pass that ended up in a score or he scored himself. And, um, you know, it was just out of this world. And, um, you know, Niall Rigney was over him at the time. Tough, tough character. Niall, he was over the village. They were a tough team. They played a tough that year. And um, he was kind of the, you know, the Messi, I suppose. You know, the Argentina in this World Cup were a tough team. <laughs> but, and then he was the finesse, Messi. Well, Larky was the finesse, along with the toughness. It was like DJ, like he wouldn't be going around jostling lads or, or you know, acting the big ladder at night that, but bravery, toughness, there was no one probably braver or tougher than, than Narky, you know, or, or DJ for that matter. But th- that's the performance he put in that day and it was just blew everyone's mind, you know. It's mad how you say, as you say, Ballyhill Shamrocks were the favourites and yet 120-15 to 15 is the final score, <clears throat> an eight-point win for James Stevens. As you say, one eleven of that one twenty for Owen Larkin is, is quite a remarkable achievement in a, in a county final replay at senior level. Um, sounds like the second half was was fairly exciting as well. Even at the start of the second half, uh, just reading here, both sides reduced to fourteen men. Bit of a skirmish. Jackie Terrell and Colin Fenley both sent off by the referee Eamon Mansfield. So uh, the the second thirty minutes certainly serving up a, a bit of a cracker by the sound of things. Yeah, Eamon Mansfield doesn't usually send off. At he, um, you know, usually lets it flow, and but yeah, the two lads went, and like his goal, even um, that day, like he, he got the ball, and I'd say there was probably probably seven or eight Ballyhay lads around him, and just mm-hmm. in he went with Larky, like he was famous for his little solo run that he just weaved in and weaved out, like you know, when Messi gets the ball, he's able to control it, and just like you know, school hurling, like schoolyard soccer. Just no one can take the ball off him. Larky's goal in that final was was like that. Like, how he got in and, he, and even how he got the ball off in the end, how he wasn't hooked, because I often reference the Ballyhay lads. They are the greatest players and team that I've ever seen to hook and block. Just the skill of it. Never mind the work rate or the intensity. The skill of, of perfecting the art of hooking and blocking. And they couldn't. And there was about six or seven lads around him. But he only went in his little hazy solar on him. Uh, bounced the ball straight into the corner of the net and you know he oh, he gave it was a performance for the ages really Shane you know and the whole stadium you know the way a player steps up in 10 minutes maybe and wins a game but this wasn't like that this was like every ball he won no <laughs> the whole went right you know? yeah. <laughs> One of those yeah. performances, yeah, players are untouchable. It happens it. Even that goal, like it, it, there was a little bit of a rook, I think, before that, and it was popping around, and he managed still to get in, get low, get the ball, get out, and they're all chasing him. Just, yeah, remarkable. Yeah. He was a talented, talented fella, Ashling. Even he's a brilliant soccer player, Larky, and um, uh, Shane, even the snooker. <laughs> like um, I would, the naughty naughty Kenny's David Morris. Like David Morris would have been on the pro circuit there uh, for, for a while he'd have a few titles there yeah, yeah. And an excellent player you know and um, he, I think Larky played him in a, in a local county final in the snooker in the snooker yeah Jeez. Larky's a brilliant snooker player yeah unreal I, my respect for Owen Larkin it was already high but it's just <laughs> skyrocketed through the roof let me tell you uh, yeah but you often find with these guys that they're brilliant at all sports like, mm. wasn't Tom Brady brilliant at was a baseball Michael Jordan was brilliant at baseball these guys seem to they can play any sport like we were up, uh, I often told a story about up in Karen House when we were training for probably an All Ireland or Leinster, and um, you know we had a bit of downtime. We used to you know play a few sports, but we had a big penalty shootout. Um, 
Dave Hersey used to organise and used to get a great prizes off Sean Swan from Swan's, Ele- Swan's Electrical there in Carlo. And, um, you know, the prize <laughs> might be a microwave or a washing machine. <laughs> no. I was going to say, uh, what were the prizes? <laughs> yeah, oh, there were brilliant fr- prizes. Uh, you know, our group is even called that time Swan's Electrical, you know, because uh, we appreciated it. There were massive prizes, but they were funny as well. You know, if you win the Penny Show, you win a microwave. Or, <laughs> and David Hersey was brilliant. You know, he was brilliant for team spirit and morale. And, um, so he organised that with, with, with Swans Electrical and um, who won it, would you say? If you are to one guess, who won the penalty shootout? Between all the Kilkenny lads? Yeah. It was oh. yourself, was it? No, Shefflin. Oh, I was right. going to say, yeah, Henry, all the way. I was looking for a surprise winner there. I was, going, I was backing <laughs> no. you, Tommy. Age. No, I was just trying to back. <laughs> Surprise winner, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't known for your penalties necessarily, do you know? Uh, yeah, Jesus, Shefflin, good man from a dead ball, to be fair. But even when you were saying uh, that so many of the, the great sports people are good at loads of sports, so what else were you good at, Tommy? Oh, this was very good at. Jesus. <laughs> Fairly just the hurling, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be modest now, Tommy, come on. So I was playing billiards. We had a billiards tournament there. It was the two weeks so I was playing the local public in trucker there. And the first 20 minutes, the only scores we got were fouls. <laughs> so, billiards, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Foul the billiards where he actually missed the ball. <laughs> billiards, for anyone who doesn't know, is uh, it's essentially pool without the without the pockets. So you're, you're, you're talking angles. And you must be a good man for... For getting a snooker then in the in 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 the pool, you know, yeah, to work out your angles, I suppose billiards is um is crucial. If you have a billiards background, you're going to be be automatically a better pool player or snooker player. Yeah, the billiards is a brilliant sport. Yeah, so I used to play it say back in my father's time, like, and them lads are kind of coming to the top here in this local tournament. You know, <laughs> they grew up and we grew up with playstations and you know computers. They grew up in the local billiards halls and snooker halls but yeah playing billiards so there's three balls you know you have the two white balls one white dot and a red ball and you're trying to hit one your ball off the other two balls or hit it off one of them and into the into the pocket so geez, it's a brilliant game and it's fast yeah mm. yeah unreal didn't realise that uh, fair play Tommy and th- the last one on your uh, your had to be their list it's absolutely fantastic uh, Ashley and myself were discussing this one before the show I hadn't been Loved familiar it. with this story Shane Hennessy Tuller Owen under 14 fail at national All-Ireland group stage against Mount Sion. Uh, fair to say Shane Hennessy had his um, his score and hurl with him that day. He did, he did. And, um, and you know, again, to put it into perspective, regards, had it up against, so this is the local one, the Tullerome one, really, and um, had it up against, the last time he won the county final was 1994, and Liam Keown was just, you know, heroic in that final. The, the end score was 166 points. It would be Dixborough in the county final. That was the last time we won it. And Liam Keown, the second half, he came out late. He had two either bruised ribs or broken ribs. And he scored a pint from 100 yards. And this guy was going around, kind of like Larkin in that 11 county final, diving blocks. He was, you know, blocking lads with his hands. It was just an incredible performance. They all played great that day, you know. And um, in, you know, my uncle Dick was there and never, they were saying they knew they were going to win it when he was quiet. Dick would have been quiet, but... I think he would have got a shot of one of the Borough lads and just really quietly in his own words someone heard him saying war has been declared you know <laughs> <laughs> and we went on they won that final but so just to put it into perspective that's what this Shane Hennessy performance was up against a truly heroic performance in the history of our club but we played Kilmallock so do you remember Andrew Shockness he used to play for um, Limerick mm. um, he was a couple of years younger than us so he was really small and 
we played, um, we stayed in Pilltown, who would have been down south of Kenny. And the fail at that time is you went off and stayed in the, in, in, it was in Watford at that time. But we were staying in Pilltown. They were staying, Kilmallock were staying in Mount Sign. So we were in a group of four and the top team went through out of the group stages into the, I think it was the quarterfinals or the semi-finals. So we were the two favourites, ourselves and Kilmallock. We both won our morning games handsomely enough. So the middle game, I think, was in Mount Sign, and it was a titanic battle, and it was a draw. So, and shocking he was corner forward, he's brilliant, you know, and uh, went on to be brilliant. Now, our lad handled him, Jerry O'Dea handled him very well that day. I'm not sure if he scored, but shocking he went on to be an absolute star. I think during the week, you know, winning Hartley Cups, I think he's back involved at that as well, and brilliant player for Limerick. But that Kilmallock team is a super team. So it went to the last round, and they played first, and they played Pilltown. And they won by whatever they won by. So we were playing Mount Sign then at about half seven or seven o'clock. Dirty, wet evening out in Pilltown. And uh, we had to win by 33 points. So realistically, <laughs> we, you know, we were kind of, you know, you listen, you always think you have a chance, actually, Ashling, but probably we, we felt it was going to be up against it. And Shane Hens scored 11-4. And, <laughs> That's uh, outrageous. We, so it's just outrageous. 11 yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. 11 goals and they four points. They needed 33 points. 11 four. Even 4 11 would have been unbelievable. But oh. 11 4. 11 4. Like, and like, even, you know, say if you had to win off at half time after scoring maybe 5 3, you'd say a fair play to him. He did his point of shift. But to score 11 4, and, you know, I often talk about how matches, they're not necessarily won in the last five minutes, they could be won in the first five minutes. Well, you know, we went on, you know, to, to win that fail against a great Cork team with Kieran Murphy, absolute star again. Michael Cusson was a great lad to play for him. I think his name was Kevin Goggins. A super Sarsfields team in the final, but we wouldn't have been in that final without Shane Hennessy performance on the Friday night inside, in, or was it a Saturday? It's a Friday night, actually, inside in uh, Pilltown against Mount Zion. So, listen, that man, you know, he was brilliant for us and for many, many years. And, um, you know, even in a relegation final many years later, he, I think in, we played Gorn, drawn match then a replay. He came back, he was after either being injured in, or in Australia. And I think over the two days, he scored 222 or 224. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just a great, great club, great club, man. And, um, you know, definitely it was a historic moment for, for us, like, you know. I was just reading some reports about it yesterday, Tommy. I think it was Waterford's the former All-Ireland winning goalkeeper, Ned Power. And he spoke about how Walsh took his usual place at full par- at full back and marked the biggest boy on the Sarsfields team. The Sarsfields full forward was a human skyscraper in the form of a teenager. The opposing full back was an elf who appeared so laughable out of his depth. <laughs> After 20 minutes, Power's fears had been fulfilled. The twist being it was the unfortunate full forward who was eaten alive by the little fella. Power noted the name and filed it away for future reference. Tommy Walsh. <laughs> David versus Goliath. Unreal. That was great. And it wasn't actually great in that final, but listen, it was nice to hear them things. You know, were, you know I think, uh, you know, he mentioned my grandfather as well, so my mother was delighted with that. Like, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super nice. Super nice. Unreal. Tommy, your picks then in the books for you had to be there. PJ Ryan, 2009 All-Ireland, uh, Lark Corbett in 2010 in the All-Ireland, of course. Ken Doherty opening your local snooker hall. Owen Larkin's performance in the 2011 County Final Replay and then, of course, Shane Hennessy's 11 goals and 4 points just in the under-14 fail and National Ireland group stage against Mount Zion. Tommy, great stuff as always. Brilliant picks. Thanks a million for joining us. 
Thanks, Melian. Thanks, Great stuff, Tommy. It's one of those you had to be there moments. You had to be there. It subsequently genuinely did change everything about my life. I had to be there.